Is it on air? Music presents Long Player. Hi, I'm, I'm Amelia, and today we're going to be talking about my new album, Banana Amelia. Before we get into breaking down Banana Amelia, I want to ask you what it's like looking back on your debut record, well, after a couple of years. Do you think there were any key differences in the way that the new one came together? I think, honestly, it's it's a lot better than I thought it was at the time. I, I feel kind of more proud of it now because I think putting it out, it was really like, you know, COVID had hit and everything was kind of all weird and it was my first album, so it was kind of like all of the music that I'd been making for several years, kind of like the best bits all put together. And so when I was making it, it didn't feel like cohesive to me because I was like, oh, this song is from four years ago and this song I made last week. But I think now looking back, a lot of that has kind of melted away. In retrospect, I'm like, I think it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> when I was making the music for for WOW, I had never really intended it all to be one album. It was just kind of like stuff that I was doing and then Zach from Sun Return was like, you should take this more seriously and put out an actual release. But with Banana Melia, it was very like galaxy brain, me going slightly insane and deciding to make a bunch of music that was always going to be an album and like nothing else. From the start when I was making it, I kind of knew that I wanted to have this like limited sound palette because I had felt like when I was making WOW, I just was kind of experimenting with all of these different kinds of like sounds. Like it's a computer, it can do kind of anything. And with this, I really want to limit it to a specific sound and I wanted to play with the kind of the borderline between like naturalistic and digital sound using samples of very naturalistic things and then playing them really like samples and then kind of messing around with that. I was thinking about and listening to a lot of uh, 90s Japanese music. There's a movement called uh, Shibuya K that was like club music that was influenced by like 60s French year music and, and psychedelia and stuff. And all of that, I don't know, it's just really exciting to me how clean and tight and shiny it sounds, which is something that I kind of feel like not a lot of people are doing in electronic music at the moment. There's a lot of like big reverb and big synthy, really dramatically unnaturalistic sounds. And I wanted to kind of pull away from that a bit.
my friend Ruben T Totems, people probably know him as, had passed away like a year before I, I made this record. And then like a few months before I made the record, I got diagnosed with arthritis. And so I was kind of sitting in this really dark place trying to like, I don't know, it just, <laughs> I was really sad and I didn't want to make music and I didn't really understand like what I was meant to be doing and like why I should make music. And then kind of all of a sudden the idea for the album came to me and I really wanted to kind of like, like the, the concept behind the album for me, and this is not going to come across to a listener because it's very personal, is like, I wanted to try and recreate like the time in my life when I first started making electronic music and I first wanted to make music like this. Because um, Ruben had taught me Ableton and we were living in this big house in sand this big like falling down villa in Sandringham we were listening to all of this like 90s Japanese music and Ruben would put on like footwork and Ferro Sanders and we'd be listening to ninja tune compilations and I was like I want to learn how to make electronic music and he started teaching me how to do it and at the time I was very bad at it and yeah I guess for Banana Melia I was just like oh I could make the music that I wanted to make then now I know how to do it I have the skills now I could go back and do that and that would be something that could like maybe connect me more to that like happier time and and to like Ruben and maybe make me help me to understand why people make music again So the first track, Marble Run, it took me like a month to make the first 10 seconds. And then like the rest of the album was a month. And I just did it. I just sat down and I did it. Because um, I made the album in order. I mean, I, I told you I went totally mental for this. I, when I decided that I wanted to make it, I like thought about what each of the tracks should be like and started making them. And this was something that I had been kind of like working on 
and it was just the intro so it was that running stream sound effect it was the little kind of like underwater bells synth and it was the choir pad and it was just like a loop of that and i was like what where does this need to to go yeah i think once i decided that it could just be totally outrageous um it was it was a lot easier um this one is probably was probably the most complicated to like make and program because pretty much the whole time there are two different cuts of the think break that are like panned slightly left and right so it's like it's almost like dueling banjos but with breakbeats <laughs>
I'm quite glad this got to be a single if only because the music video for it is so fun. We were really lucky to get some New Zealand on air funding and I was kind of like oh I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting that. Uh, like my mindset with this whole thing was like this is like my, <laughs> my personal growth project. <laughs> yeah it was very happy to get some support and then kind of right away knew that I wanted the music videos to be like a little bit different from kind of what I had done in previous music videos and like what I had been seeing around. Um, I was just like, I just don't want to have people in it. <laughs> I, I saw a lot of music videos that were like hot people filmed in interesting ways. And I was like, this is good, but this does not feel very me. Um, and so basically my brief to sports team who made the video was like, don't put any people in it. Can we please use puppets and or stop motion animation? <laughs> um, and they and they absolutely came through with that. And I think it really kind of like suits the energy of the song. Like for me, the energy for a lot of this music is almost like a, almost like a cartoon. Part of my like weird vision quest that making this album was is that I went through 
some of the project files because I am a real stickler for moving stuff from laptop to laptop. So I still had all the stuff that I was making when I first started using Ableton. And this is a song that I had started writing in 2015. And it was just the verse. It had a really terrible chord progression where I obviously thought I understood the idea of jazz. But I had not quite grasped like how to implement it. And so I kind of like tidied up the progression and like wrote a chorus. And then, yeah, I, I think for a lot of this album, I was very interested with like song structure um, because on WoW, I felt like a lot of the tracks I was limited by trying to do like stick to the repetitive dance music thing where stuff things like you have an idea and it like builds up and then it dies down and then it builds up and it dies down and I was like I want to try play with some other ideas so with this one it was really me trying to see how many times I could restate the melody um, and still make it like an interesting and enjoyable song to listen to so I was almost going for like the thing that I was thinking of was like old like 1930s 1940s movie musicals where they'll have a dance sequence and the band is just like they're just playing the melody which is just you know it's this track from the 1930s so it's like that's just the chorus and the chorus is like quite long but they just do it like five times
Originally, I had wanted Colorbox to be like the second to last song on the first side. But when I got to the end of it, I was like, oh no, this is the end of a bit. Like this is the end of a section of the album. And I kind of, I kind of thought it would be a little bit flat to go into something too similar to that. And so, I, yeah, I just wanted to take it in a really different direction. And I think that kind of like down tempo, almost kind of like, I mean, trip hop is not quite the right word, but it's definitely like hip hop influenced thing is something that I really love making. <laughs> um, and I feel like I often find it kind of hard to, to place in my music, like to find a because you can't really play those out at the club. Um, no. Um, and so I was like, this will be, this is a great like turnaround. Um, and so, yeah, really the basis of this track is, is that kind of like big drum sample, like MPC style beat. And then underneath the like sireny synths, it's a sample from um, Marble Run.
when I was making the track before it, I was like, oh, we're coming into the kind of like the homecoming bit. Like this is the drive home now. But also I kind of wanted them to be more or less symmetrical. So it, I felt like I didn't have that much more time to work with. I was like, either there's going to be two really small tracks at the end here or just one more song. I got halfway through it and I was like, oh, maybe I'll make another one after this. I think it, it just ended up feeling so kind of final and because it is very much like a like a callback, like it brings back the think break and it ups the tempo again, like it feels like more like the side one songs. I was like, oh, you can't go somewhere else after this. This is the end. That was a long player. Thanks, NZ on Air Music.